0: Welcome. You are listening to the Class of Hope and Change. ClassofHC.com, SoundCloud.com, forward slash Class of HC, Twitter, Class of HC, Instagram, Class of HC. What was, what is, and what will be. Let's go to work. I am your host, DG. Glad you're listening to this Class of Hope and Change episode. This is episode number six. And today we're talking with Maya. Okay, and we are glad to have this uh, episode number six talking with Maya today. Maya, say hi to everybody. Hello. Glad to have you with us. And uh, as always, I like to get right to the first question and, and give people the maximum amount of time to, to get to know you and, and everything that you're about. So our first question that we always ask people uh, when they come on is where are you from, where are you currently, and how do you spend your days?
1: So I am from Pittsburgh. I was born there and so that does make me an automatic Steelers fan. So let's okay. put that out there. <laughs> um despite what may have recently occurred, much to my dismay and i am in chicago where i've been for the majority of my life so um you know so I, chicago has has been home and how i spend my days uh you know right now i'm trying to i'm trying to spend my days figuring out precisely what it is that i want to do what i want to be when i grow up i didn't think it should be as hard of a of a question to right. find out but but apparently it is. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is that I want to see when I grow up. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I'm I, growing up a lot.
0: <laughs> I, can, I can I can attest to that. It it is definitely a journey. And uh, what 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 have you come up with? Uh, give give a sense of how many different uh, how many different stops have there been on this on this train ride of figuring out where you what you want to be when you grow up. Where have you uh, give a sense of the different destinations you've been to so far.
1: Oh, geez. Um, You know, I got my degree in communications and, like, broadcast media, and I thought I wanted to do that, and I had an internship at an NBC affiliate, and I realized that this is cool, I like it, because every day is different, and you get to interact with a lot of different people, but I also, being a city girl, was like, oh, I'm a newbie. I don't want to spend, like, multiple years of my life in the middle of nowhere, like Podunk, Iowa, or wherever it is, right. it's, like, far out, you know. Shout out to someone in Podunk,
0: Iowa, though. There might be someone, like, living in, like, the one town <laughs> called Podunk. We see you, Podunk. We feel you. You know, we're here for you. Just want to let you know it's all love. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, shout out to them. I mean, big ups for making it happen. Absolutely. I just knew in my heart of hearts that I could not do that. I mean, because I, I flipped out when I got to college and I went to the mall and they had not heard of Aldo. So oh. I knew that I was like not ready. That, I wasn't ready for that, that. So then I decided, you know, well, maybe I'll do nonprofit communication. And so I didn't know what I was going to do with that and was doing. AmeriCorps for a couple of years, which allowed me to kind of dip my toe into the nonprofit world, and it is it is certainly its own world, and the people that inhabit it are very interesting, and then I thought, you know what, I want to, want to make a change, I want to do something, and I struck out, <laughs> and then I kind of was, you know, just floating, trying to do Trying to do something, and then I, I you know, I got back in. And now, you know, now I'm back to the thought of is nonprofit the place that I want to be? I think I, I think I just need to give it up for, <laughs> wow. for good. I keep, I keep trying to, uh, you know, make it happen, and there just have to be so many things right. <laughs> for it to really, really work right in a successful way for me. So I think right now I'm kind of I'm reevalu <laughs> I'm reevaluating and you know, trying to trying to get out of the out of the nonprofit circle maybe. <laughs>
0: well and, and I and I appreciate you sharing that because I think particularly to uh the folks listening to this who are still uh in college or post high school or working or or hustling or trying to figure out something, um, uh, you know, who sometimes you can get caught in your own head of thinking i'm the only person on the planet who doesn't have the five point plan together and isn't you know on instagram maximizing my dream uh, and so i, I, I appreciate
1: <laughs> i don't think people on instagram are maximizing their dream or, or at least
0: pretending to <laughs> they want to sell
1: it i'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm <laughs> trying
0: to give everybody the benefit out podunk instagram we're, we're trying to encourage everybody <laughs> so but but i do appreciate that the fact that you know that it is a journey and and you know and, and sometimes we get caught up in the one or two people who we see, uh, who have at least got to a certain place of, of, um, of achievement and think that that's, you know, somehow a way to mark our own path. And so I appreciate you.
1: Yeah. You yeah. That. I mean, that's the thing. have, you have to be careful with that. I know that I have to be careful with that just because I know that sometimes, you know, especially like last year was really hard for me. I was unemployed and like underemployed for a great part of that that year. I mean, I made it through, thankfully, but, uh, you know, I know there was a point where I really just, I just had to take a break. I mean, it's not so much that I was like living through this, but it can also be, it can be a bit much. I mean, even when you know that like everybody on Instagram is not doing everything on Instagram that it looks like, it's just, (laughs) you know, just got to, take a take a step back. So, you know, sometimes I just take those social media breaks and just step back so that I, I can just be with my own thoughts and not have all of my thoughts filled with, I saw such and such on Instagram doing this or that or you know, maybe I should be doing this. How did, you know, or even thinking, wait, how did they get there? And I'm still right. here, you know, like, yeah. I can admit that sometimes I give people the side eye, like, oh, wait,
0: what? Right, No, absolutely. And everybody's guilty. <laughs> everybody listening, everybody listening is nodding. I'm just, I'm going to nod for everyone who's listening and hearing you and just quietly amening that comment.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I'm, uh, so I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, I'm still trying to figure it out, but you know, I'm just going to. I'm going to stay positive and, you know, keep, uh, keep, keep looking up, keep pushing, keep pushing ahead and, you know, realizing that I am, I am valuable as a, you know, as a person and that value is not attached to a job or, you know, friends or followers or, you know, anything like that. It literally is just me as a human being, as someone who is trying to be the best me, who's trying to really learn who I am so I can be the best me, but then also you know doing things that are helpful and encouraging for for others, for those around me, and so that you know that's that's where I'm at right now, really just trying to understand my value as a human being apart from anything else that's you know that's going on the clothes i wear where i'm eating this any of it just really appreciating my value wow. yeah that's, as that's, a, that's you powerful. know as a that. as a person on this earth
0: right no and that's a very um that that's that's quality and i, and I appreciate that and i think that is a, a level of I think there are very few people, there might be five people on the planet, um, I don't think I know a single one, but uh, who who are able to get to that place. And I think that's that's really the goal. I, I like you setting the bar for us there. And, and to that point about um, getting to that place of, of true self-acknowledgement, uh, one of the questions we also ask people, just to give everybody a sense of where you're coming from, is Um, Give us your most likely to. So this is the yearbook analogy of when you graduate, you know, you get a most likely to and things like that. Uh, What would you use to describe, given all that you just shared with us, you know, is there a, are there a set of words that describe what Maya is most likely to either be, do, say, think, act at this point?
1: (laughs) At this point, um, you know, I will say at this point, Particular moment right now, I'm feeling most likely to not care what other people think, or at least, you know, to get, to get to that point because it can be hard. You think about things that happen in your life that may be considered failures, and then, of course, you think, you know, how are people going to react to this? How is my family going to react to this? How is my partner going to react to this? How is my you know, my coworkers just just always thinking, what about someone else? And I'm really trying to get to the point where I don't care. Like, it's, I appreciate what you're saying, and it's not like, I don't care, like, because I know that for some people, they are genuinely concerned, and they're caring about me, but it also has, you know, it's like, that is good and great, and I'm glad to know that I have your support but you know i just have to figure this out for me so in this moment i'm trying to you know i'm i'm probably for the next little bit i'm going to be most likely to to not care (laughs) (laughs) because i'm i need to get i need to get myself right
0: right no, again, so that's so
1: that. that's now. That's now. That's
0: now. We we'll, we'll, uh, we 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 might need to start just a separate hashtag just of the difference <laughs> of, of the different most likely twos for Maya at some point during the day as they as they change and evolve. Uh, we we'll set that up. You know, check check the website for more information on that one. Um, I, I appreciate that. So, and you you've alluded to some of these things already in terms of sharing about how you you have to take steps back from um, the sort of social media space at times to to collect and clear and <laughs> reorganize your mind. Uh as I think is good healthy practice. But to that point, give us a sense of your world. And so the way I frame this uh at least the first part of this segment is you know, who are the people that you follow when you are not taking a break from uh either the real world or social media? Uh who are the people you most important
1: people you follow and why? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so I mean and this is no shade to anyone. Oh, <laughs> any that's that's what the laugh is that's what
0: the laugh was for. So if you were wondering why is she laughing, that's because someone is about to get treated on the glass of open change. Full service here people. <laughs>
1: I mean, in all honesty i mean I, I follow I follow you know friends, a few friends, mostly a lot of acquaintances from college, so I just follow a lot of foolishness I mean it keeps me hip but I, I will I will say that shout out to to Instagram, which has no chill, which just keeps me <laughs> <laughs> which keeps me young and useful, even though I'm totally you know just not in that world and it's I'm thankful because you know with Instagram I can I can understand what it means, you know, when I should say that something is on fleek and when it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, I know when something's whack because, you know, black Twitter and all of Instagram have just like memed it to death. So.
0: <laughs> Which is useful information. Being able to being able to get those references right is uh, that's. You know, oh, yeah. No, no, that
1: I mean, that I will definitely say because although I am getting older, I am not old. So it is important. <laughs> right. It is important that I keep up with those sort of things, um, but I would say, I mean, I mean, I've got friends and family on you know on Facebook and on Instagram. That's that's really more. There's some friends, but mostly more you know acquaintances and people from college. So I mean, it's always good for a laugh. In terms of you know, oh gosh, I mean, there are a couple people. I don't really on Instagram I will say this because it's a pet peeve of mine. I can't deal with, you know, people with all the quotes. So I uh so I don't if, you know, if someone is inspirational but all they have is quotes on their Instagram, I can't deal with that. I'm like, I wanna see the pictures that's what it's here for. So I I, I kind of maybe a little intentionally I uh, end up seeing a bit more foolishness than you know than I could. I see a lot of fashion, I see a lot of nails, I see a lot of foolishness on my Instagram. Right. On my Facebook, though, I will say that's a bit that's a bit more mature. <laughs> 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 and you know, there I really am able to. I mean, I think just because it is longer form that you that I just get to. Learn a bit more about people and what they you know what they stand for. I also get to share things that are important to me. So I do a lot of article sharing, I'm at a point in my life where I am using Facebook to kind of like in, enlighten people. I mean, not to say like I'm some guru, but i mean i'm I'm you know more doing it to. Put things up that are interesting to me, and to keep them up there so that I can remember that I like these things and I've read these things without right. having to have a billion bookmarks. Right. Um, but also to share with people and to be able to, you know, give people something else to think about. And so I like that. I mean, there was a point where I was where I was using Facebook while I was in not the healthy, healthiest of relationships, and I, you know, there are all these quotes. I mean, nothing. Crazy. I mean, it, I wasn't to the point, you know, where I see people and it's like, you know, he is no this and this and this. It was always very <laughs> illusory, and you know, a lyric that was, you know, that to me that was speaking to me. And people were probably like, all right, I don't even know what's happening here. Right. But
0: there's there's there are a like, the, uh, you know. yeah, few things better than the know Yeah, uh, there are a few things better than the 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 quote that's like a. It's not even a quote. It's like the when people don't call you back yesterday at eleven <laughs> post. <laughs> I always, I always appreciate the the uh, the clear subliminal uh, directed to no one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm not doing that, but I would say on there, I do. There's some, you know, interesting people that I've. I mean, I would say the most interesting people are some. Some of them are on social media, but I would say I'm glad that I know them in real life, and <laughs> I think it's important to make that distinction, right. uh, because, you know, we all, I feel like we might have a lot of friends, but I think every I've always seen people throw in shade about the fact that, like, oh, you know, we're friends with social media, but then, you know, we don't speak when I see you in public, so I don't necessarily care about that, you know, my family is my family, and my friends, which I, I don't count many as friends, and I think that's just kind of a lesson that my mom taught me when I was very young, and then that was compounded by uh, my namesake, Maya Angelou, that everyone is is not your friend. I mean, you're going to have the very few actual friends in your life, and then you're going to have, you know, associates, and, you know, Maya Angelou went so far to say that, you know, you can have very close associates, people that you're friends with for, you know, 20-plus years, but, you know, they're not necessarily friends. Um, And so, you know, I think that's debatable, but for me, that's always a distinction that I keep in mind. So I'm thankful that I do have people that are actually friends (laughs) on Facebook and off. And so that's really where I'm following the interesting people. It's kind of off of that social media and in real life. And I know amazing people. I know a writer, Olivia Cole, who I'm blessed. To have met totally randomly while taking an African dance class, and I met her, and I met another girl. She, I was I actually was introduced to her through another girl in the class who sort of befriended me, and I was glad that I did not have my like don't talk to me, don't engage with me kind of face on. the, 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 the she started the subway talking face. to me, which is quite possible, <laughs> <laughs> and it can be you know it can be a little. A little scary, people are dissuaded, but I'm glad that she was not or that I did not have that look on my face. And, you know, I got to meet Caitlin, who's, you know, really awesome. And it's been so good to be friends with her and kind of just, you know, talk. Really having that friendship with her has allowed me to kind of realize where I've been because we've gone through similar situations. But because she's a little younger than me. I've been able to think about, you know, where where was I when I was going through these sort of situations, and kind of appreciate that I've grown in ways that I didn't necessarily that I don't necessarily think about on a day to day, but just to realize that I am a different person than I was, you know, years ago with Olivia. You know, she's just someone who is so, you know, thoughtful about race. And feminism, and I I really have so many awesome people that I know in real life. You know, my partner, he's amazing in that way, very thoughtful, you know, regarding just changing the world, you know, what justice looks like. And so I know all of these amazing people who challenge me and encourage me and, you know, give me more things to read than I can probably read in a day, but it's really great.
0: Yeah. T- and that's, that is, that is a, a good picture, I think, to give us a sense of kind of the space you inhabit. And I think it's interesting, because you've, you've shared so many pieces, a little bit about lessons you've learned and things that you've picked up along the way. But uh, give us a sense, you know, one of the things we're doing with the project is, is part telling the story of this country over the past eight years through all these different lenses, while we communicate people's present reality and, and vision and things of that nature. And, and so you, you've already put so much on the table, but but as, you, as we connect the, you know, trying to figure out who I want to be when I grow up and uh, understanding the relationship between folks I interact with in social media and real life and friends and, and all these different experiences that you've had, how did you get to, you know, how did you get to this place? You know, this, uh, this very sort of reflective and balanced and thinking about different things and connecting with different types of people. Was that something that was true <laughs> back in 07? Were you this... Oh. Were you this well-rounded and well-connected uh, person with all these life lessons and Maya Angelou isms, or who who would we have known in two
1: thousand seven? so you, yeah, I mean a little, but I mean I was a little bit. I mean I. At the core, I was who I still am, which is kind of this person that's a little too loud, that, you know, laughs a little too hard, a little too long, a little too (laughs) maniacally. Um, (laughs) You know, there are are core things that that are still me, but I I think a lot of the lessons learned, I would say that they, they did start then you know i think in 2007 i was in 2007 i was like in my my junior year of college it was my like my first i yeah it was like my first semester of my junior year in college in 2007 and that was the first point where i kind of really tapped into being it wasn't the yeah I would say it was the first point there I had to deal with kind of just the changing of friendships the friendships that I had my first two years of college were changing a little bit and it was it was really hard because you I felt like I was just doing doing something else and it's it was it was hard, I will say, because these, I had gone from the point of being friends with, you know, these girls and hanging out all the time. And then I think kind of my junior year, I came back and everything was like set to, to start off. I mean, it was really just like going to go down. I had my car at school. It was just like, right. it was about to be super epic. Right. And then I just realized, like, some, I kind of had, like, an out-of-body out of experience, and I just had to look back, and I was like, oh, you know, like, what am I doing? Like, do I want to be, you know, drinking for no apparent reason other than the fact that we can, kind of, uh, you know, because it's a Monday. And that kind of took me... I I retreated, and was spending some more quiet time, reflective time alone. But it was also great because at the same time I was building French, I was making a friend that would allow me to build other friendships. And, you know, with that, people that are some of my closest friends, you know, that are friends at all. I mean, I feel like because everyone is not my friend, for me to just say that, you know, someone is my friend is, is huge. And so I, I lost some friends. I, you know, our relationships changed, but I also gained these new friends in that, in that time. And so that's kind of what started me down that path of being like reflective but I was you know I wasn't I wasn't quite there and it it grew over time and I think some of the things that have made me even as reflective as I am now are just relationships that I was that I've been in I was in a relationship for nearly three years and when I got out of that relationship when it ended I was like oh no I can't you know I just don't know what's happening this is like end. I thought this was it and then the further I got away from that, I was like, "No, I I should not have been in this relationship for a long time," and I had to acknowledge that. And it allowed me to, once I was able to get away from that, I was able to acknowledge that it wasn't the right relationship for me because I there were just things that now I would never stand for because I knew I I know that I should be validated. As a woman, you know, that if I say something as a woman, that that is valuable because I know because I am a woman just as, you know, if a man says something as a man, it's valuable because he is a man. And there were, you know, just a lot of things that happened where I was, I was being quiet and not necessarily in the like, oh, we can't hear my talking right. sort of quiet, but just holding on to things that I shouldn't have been holding on to, you know, things that should have been put out and discussed and you know nipped in the bud much sooner than they were but i mean i think sometimes with wife you it you have to you just have to go through it for yourself i mean there's some things that you can kind of learn the lesson and you know you can do it from someone else you can see the prototype but then there are some things that you kind of just have to go through on your own so that you can have that Experience and that journey, and I think that for me that's what it was, and that's you know, and not that it was all bad, I mean the relationship was terrible, but it in my heart of hearts when I looked at it, it just it it wasn't what it should have been, right. and so that allowed me to really kind of reevaluate you know what is important to me, who am I, what is my voice, and to know that I should not have to. You know, stifle that. I should want. I should be with someone who does not like dread. You know, when I say we should like have a conversation. I mean, I know we oh, need to I, talk. I will it's tell like, you.
0: I will tell you. Yeah, from the, I, I just hear the fellas. You know, just from the guy's point of view, that is. Uh, there are a few words. Um, you know, please pull over. Um, you know, <laughs> we should talk. Just, <laughs> there are a few words. I that, know, uh, but
1: I would never do it while we were in the car. You of know, well, of
0: course not. Yes, yeah, so you know, let's, let's not be unreasonable, right?
1: But, but I think that's a I very. Mean, but I, that was
0: important, though. Yeah, and I think that's a very interesting point. And, and you, you've, you've put a lot on the table about friendships and about um, understanding inter, interpersonal communications and relationships. Do you think that is that where we learn the most? You know, uh, because a lot of people have that. I broke up with someone. And then all this clarity, almost like, you know, some people go to prison and then they come back and they're profound scholars, you know, just did all this reading. And so, you know, is is there what is it about, uh, you know, relationships that have ended that, you know, what is that? Like, why do so many people, you know, do all of us need to go through that to get to a better place of clarity? Like, would the world be better if everybody just had one quality breakup and then <laughs> dealt with it and, and then everybody
1: would be good? You, you know, I- I think, I do think that there are a lot of lessons that can come from a breakup if people are open to understanding those lessons. I don't necessarily, I would love if everyone did not have to go through it. You know, I was just talking to one of my very, like the yin to my yang, and we were talking and she was, you know, talking about this relationship that she had been in, and it literally it broke my heart to hear what had happened because she is beautiful and she's smart and she's just so deserving of like someone awesome. And, you know, we saw this person was awesome and he was not his terrible person. And it really just broke my heart. But I told her the same thing. I was like, you know, this is so sad. I'm like crying. I was like, no, I didn't have to you. You totally don't deserve this. But I was also like, you know, but now you know and this will never happen again you will like never stand for this again you you know now to trust your voice when you hear that you know that little voice that's like no this isn't this isn't right you will heed it in the future and so it's i think if i think if people are open to really evaluating the situation, looking at the role that they play, because I also, had, I mean, I played a role in the relationship. I mean, I played a role in staying for as long as I did because I hadn't, I hadn't really properly thought about it. And so I wasn't in that relationship. And then I was like, Oh my goodness, there were so many points where I should have just said, no, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> where I should have like left. And, and it wasn't, but I think I stay because when I, like a lot of people stay because it's, not necessarily that it was a bad relationship because, you know, he was abusive in any sort of way or, you know, anything like that. I mean, I got along well with his, you know, all of his family and, you know, his friends and that sort of stuff. So I think sometimes we we see all these other things that seem to be okay that make us think that, for me, I will say, I'm only going to speak for me here, but for me, I think part of what it was was that I saw all of these other Pieces that were going well, that were in place. You know, well, I get, I get along with his family. You know, I'm, you know, able to, you know, do different things with his friends, and you know, we can interact in, in different ways, and all of these sort of things, which are important. You know, he right. treats his, he treats his mother well. Whatever, all of these things are important. But for me, what I now know, what's most important is how do I, you know, how do I feel? And I, that's what I when I spoke about being quiet, that's what it was. I was, I like muted myself, and I was looking at all these other things that were going well and not necessarily in the moment, really taking stock of the fact that, oh, this, I mean, this could be better. And then, you know, so I think think there's big lessons that can come from it. I wish everyone did not have to, but I think if you do go through a breakup or uh, a spectacular breakup, either, you know, good or bad, however you want to think of it, I think if you take the opportunity to be reflective and that sort of stuff and really just evaluate what was going on, then you can can really learn so much. Because I do feel that all of those things that I learned post-breakup are more important than... I mean, they're just important for life. I mean, school is great, college is great, teaches you how to, you know, socialize and interact with other people. And I'm sure there's some learning toying off there in (laughs) between. At some point. That's all right.
0: There may may be one (laughs) class being attended. We're not sure yet. We're we're looking into it.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, it's really, it's life lessons. And I think that's, when you learn life lessons, it allows you to really just like tap in and Become so much more open and learn so much more, I mean it translates it to all areas of life from that you know I know that I have to listen to that voice inside when i'm when I'm doing anything, whether it's related to like the relationship that I'm in or friendships or work, all of those sort of things. I think it's over it's it's a lesson that you're not necessarily gonna get in a in a book. Or in a class. And so, I'm, I'm
0: glad you said that. Yeah. And I think I'm glad you said that. And I think that that is uh, it's interesting. It's it's been so fascinating to hear people how how we each come to to understand what we've come to understand. And as I'm sure people are hearing, much of the a lot of the way that you've come to process, or at least from what you've shared, has come through in some form interactions, uh, relationships, friendships. Uh, with people so as opposed to it wasn't like you know i read such and such book and it changed my life or i went to such and such speech and it changed my life your you know so much of your path seems to be very connected to people and that that sort of sensitivity about around you know interpersonal relationships has has that always been there you know um or where do you think do you think most of your friends also process their lives because that's not what we hear you know a lot of times we hear Again, you know, oh, the, you know, the kids just stare at their phones or they stare at entertainment. And here we've had a conversation for nearly half an hour and you haven't mentioned anyone famous. You haven't mentioned these sort of external uh, news, you know, typical sort of news events. Um, but you've spoken in a very personal way about how the people that you've interacted with have connected you to all these other thoughts and ideas and, and experiences. Um, is, that, is that true for most people you know or do most people process through other ways
1: you know I think I think for some people it is I mean there are people that I know that the way that they're able to relate is based on people that they know relationships maybe not necessarily experiences that they've lived but because they have friends who have had these experiences they've Learn I, for you know for some I, I think that that's what it is I, for some of it 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 really is just like learning more and it's a lot of my growth my personal growth has happened from you know relationships from other people from having those interactions but I've I've done a lot of growth also just I mean well I guess no because even at the root of like the the education, the learning, the experiences that I've had, you know, post-college and that sort of stuff has also been because of people that are in my life. And so, you know, there have been people that have really inspired me to want to to be better and, and learn more. So I guess for me, it really is people. I mean, there are some people that can can get these sort of lessons from, from reading or can get that that energy from reading and take it take it to the next level. For me, I think I'm I'm more of a feeler. In fact (laughs) I think you once described my emotions as you know, being that glass that's a little too close to the edge, like it should be in the middle of the table, but
0: (laughs) that that would probably have been something I would have said. I I completely I own that statement and I endorse that statement.
1: That's true. that's true, and that's like real true. So no. that's uh, that's 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 real. So for me, it's been it's been it's been people. I can't necessarily speak to everyone else, but I know for me, it's definitely been people and having those experiences that have allowed me to just gain so much knowledge and to grow as a person.
0: And I think that's I think that's really important uh, because again. It, obviously everyone has their lens and everyone's perspective is is useful for understanding this moment that we're in. And, and as I transition to this, the next segment, I think that sensitivity and I, and I'm sure that it has come across very clearly to folks listening, um, to, uh, to the interpersonal and to, um, the individual in the group and, and all the, the layers of, of human engagement that you've, you've touched on. I think that that's come through, uh, in this next segment where I, where I want to get a sense of your vision and what you see when you look at the country, um, how do, how does that inform when you look at the city that either you're from, whether it's Pittsburgh originally, or uh, the city that you're living in in Chicago in terms of where you spent your formative years? Um, and as you look at the country, how, does, how do all those sort of personal relationships and that sensitivity inform what you see? So, I thankfully...
1: Right now, I have awesome people in my life who have really allowed me to not be completely discouraged by what is going on in the world because I know that they are doing very important work. They're encouraging me to do important work to combat what's going on, like, my partner, Michael, he has really been a huge source of inspiration because he, he's really actively working towards changing what our current viewpoint is, you know, which is a lot of, you know, we're seeing politicians that aren't doing anything, that there's no You know, people are coming in and they don't care. And I think that has really translated, it's trying to trickle down to people. People have kind of grown very fatigued and and tired of what's going on. And so to know that there are so many people that I interact with frequently, often, who are changing that, who are doing the work to force to force the hand of you know not the, like the invisible hand even though I think we all we all know what it is right but they're doing just doing important work and really challenging me to to do important work to take action steps when I'm when I'm discouraged and exasperated by what's going on it's you know he always challenges me okay so what are you going to do about it you know what are you what steps are you going to take? and so for me that's that's good, and that's a lot of what I see. I see that there are so many terrible things going on in Chicago, so many terrible things that have gone on in Chicago, you know, just police relations going back you know years when we're talking about burge and all that sort of stuff. and now the relationships that police have with communities, mostly of color, um, not necessarily with, you know, not on the north side or, uh, you know, the Gold Coast, that sort of stuff. But the relationship that police have with people of color is very discouraging in Chicago and the, the country over, as we've seen with, you know, everything that's gone on with Michael Brown, Eric Garner, you know, Tamir Rice, all of this sort of stuff. We see what's happening and it's, very easy to get so discouraged and like be afraid, which I mean, I am, I mean, to be very honest, I'm, I'm discouraged. It's very sad and unfortunate that we're at this point that we have not evolved to a, a greater point as you know, as citizens of this world, that's it's really unfortunate that, you know, money has just become this thing that kind of moves everyone and turns, you know, just makes people really terrible. Mm. And so, I mean, to be honest, that is, it's very discouraging, but I'm so encouraged by The work that people are doing here in the city, that people are, you know, standing up, demanding that things change, that we, that things aren't done on the backs of poor, you know, working people, on the backs of people of color, that people are demanding change, that corporations pay their fair share, that, you know, we have elected school boards, you know, th- those sort of things, that's very encouraging to me to know that we have people organizing in Ferguson. That to me is, I mean, I really hope that we're able to sustain that momentum that's going on because I think we're like on the precipice. I think people are really starting to realize and understand that, but, no, everything is not <laughs> Okay. We, you know, it's like, yes, my president is black, but I still don't have a Lambo, which means this whole thing is right. not right, right, you know. If this is supposed to be it, then we're we're not there because there are still there's still so much work to do and I think people are finally starting to realize that it's not just okay because we've got Barack Obama and it's you know, it's it's not. I because mean, we do have Barack Obama and You know, he's done a lot of things that I don't agree with or, you know, care for. And so, you know, what does that mean? That means that that can't be the end-all be-all. That means that we're not at the promised land. We haven't reached that point of, oh, you know, we're so... I think we think of our country as just being so post-everything, and we're not. I mean, we're not post-it. We've just, like, put it in the closet. So it's like, oh, you know, we're, like, in a post-racial time, we're in a, you know, we're post this, we're post that, you know, we're post women's issues and issues of the, you know, LG, you know, the, you know, the lesbian, gay, and, you know, bisexual, transgender, transsexual community, or we're not. You know, we have just kind of shoved it away, we want to gloss over it, but the thing is, there are those differences, and we have to acknowledge them, and we have to do meaningful work around that, and so I think
0: so you, you've, used, you've used the word we a lot in the past few minutes, and I'm struck, again, channeling uh, folks who are going to listen to this who, uh, who may identify a different list of things that we need to work on, and particularly around some of the events that have taken place uh, towards the, uh, the end of 2014 and, and even beyond, uh, further back into the past. Uh, this question of we... So there is a narrative of we that involves, you know, millennials and again, around technology and social media and one culture and sort of everyone listening to the same music and wearing the same clothes. And uh, there's that we. Then there's the we you spoke about, which is the, the, the social change, make the world a better place, uh, engage questions uh, and issues that need to be engaged, we. And, then there, and so there are all these we's. Um, and sometimes I wonder... About as we look forward into the future, as you look forward into the future, how are we going to define? Are you are you confident that the folks who are of your age, this millennial group, are going to be able to wrestle with that question of we, um, even when it includes a, a a wide range of of beliefs?
1: I think I I guess I am an optimist. I'm always looking for the silver lining, even, you know, when it's, I'm always looking for the silver lining and I I do want to be an optimist. I mean, I think that it is, I think it's very possible. I think, I think it is. It's very possible for us to understand that we are all different, but you know, but at the heart of it, we're all the same, and so I think it's, I think it's possible. You know, it's like sure we you know, we may not agree. You may want to listen to you know death metal and screamo, and I may not want to, and you know that's that's a difference. But that doesn't mean that we can't be on one accord regarding you know take really just like moving forward, wanting better for ourselves. I mean, I I hope that we would all be on that same page because we have to. I mean, because this is all we got. I mean, unless unless this has all been an elaborate you know, <laughs> tr- game tr- of the matrix like game, right, and yeah. I'm getting ready to like, you know, unplug right, or right, right. you know, whatever. This is all we've got. And so I think I think people are understanding, I mean, at least from uh people of color and I'm you know, people are really starting to, you know, to wake up and see that something has to change, and maybe they're not to the point where, you know, where I am, but that's fine, because at least their their eyes are open, their minds are open, their hearts are open to understanding that we have to join together to, you know, we have to realize that it's, you know, it's not a battle between us, and I hope that people would realize that it shouldn't be that we're battling each other because we're all trying to like make it we're all trying to get through and survive at the end of the day but i hope that people will realize that there's there's something that you know we can that we can be working towards we can be we can be united in that and i think i think it's possible i mean i think we have to continue with the momentum that we have and advocating, you know, pushing for change, letting people know that every everything is important, but there's still so... Because there are so many people that are marginalized. And so really, when I say we, I, I'm speaking of people who are marginalized and those who have relationships and identify with marginalized people, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that if we... As marginalized people, and you know, I consider myself for as you know, blessed and and as many opportunities as I have just for, you know, the fact that I'm a, you know, 28 year old. Wow. Hello. Right. Uh, <laughs> in, in America. <laughs> I'm just suddenly, get my birthday was last week. Uh, you know, but there there's so much privilege that comes with that. But then in a lot of ways, you know, I'm not as privileged because I am a woman, because I am African-American, because I am not, you know, super rich or rich at all <laughs> in ways that people could count outside of, you know, <laughs> fruits of the spirit and have friends <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, not, I can't take any of those friends or fruits to the bank
0: right oh, doesn't work as uh, <laughs> doesn't work as frequent flyer miles is that, is that what you're saying
1: yeah no all I right. can't I can't write a check you know well you know just, I'm just so full of love so I'd right. like to pay you with love Right. so Listen. I am in that way you know I, I am marginalized and I think if people just really take the time to realize that we're all trying to get to a point of, of being better than I think it's possible. That's, I mean, I I have to think that it's possible in order for anything to, to move forward, because I don't want the revolution to come and for people to be on the wrong side of it. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that everyone will, you know, sort of realize the side that they need to be on, which is not on the side of, you know, my money will help me. I have so much money it's all going to save me i just need to make more money i feel like i see so you know everyone's you know money 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 you know you sleep i grind and i'm like no you need to sleep like what grinding are you doing stop like, i like
0: that 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 is a we, we keep having people keep giving tweetables and there is another one ladies and gentlemen rewind <laughs> and, and and make that a hashtag that's outstanding you need to sleep you know and
1: one. i'm and it's it's the money is just, it's not going to solve it all. I mean, really, if we look at it, so much of the problems, you know, what's happening, people don't have jobs, people are depressed, we have all sorts of things going on, because, because of what the society has placed as important, which is money, you know, to be able to do things, so we have to go to work, I don't want to work, I don't want to work, and it's not like, I'm lazy, oh, shit, I not know lazy, whatever. No, I mean, I've been working for a very long time, but I don't want to. Why do I work? I work because that's how I get money since, you know, I don't have someone from 250 years ago that, you know, started some conglomerate that now makes, you know, all of the money on the planet. And so I have to work for the person who's made all of the money on the planet so that they can give me a pittance And then I can use that to, you know, to do all the things since I can't (laughs) write my check out in the name of love, I have to put dollars on there. And so it's like, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to be working forever, which I will at this this current rate. I mean, what is the retirement age now? 72? Like, what is that? I don't even, oh my gosh, (laughs) I don't want to be doing that at all. I want to be like retired at 50, like. On an island when my children to, like only call me when I need to like pay for tuition or something like stay away.
0: I think we're all we're all we're all working relaxing towards too that. hard. We're all working towards that. And 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 I think I think those are I think those are good points. And I and I'm and I'm glad that you uh have taken the time to speak uh very directly and intentionally to. Uh, you use the word marginalized, um, but there are so many words, but to, to folks who do not have it all together to keep things very simple, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you have in so many ways through this interview, whether it's through emotional relationship stuff, whether it's through not having, um, you know, not necessarily knowing exactly what you want to be when you grow up, whether it's through <laughs> all, all of it, but you've really spoken, you've really spoken in many different moments to people, you know, whose current Situation at this current second isn't picture perfect, and I think that's so important to hear young people articulate that. It's important for other young people to hear it. It's important for uh, people who may not be uh, in the category of young people to hear young people say that. One of the things that I uh, ask as an exit question um, to to everyone who's who's participating here, uh, and you've done this at little points uh, throughout, but is to to give us um, people organizations who are doing the work that you spoke about, and you, you spoke about why you're hopeful, and you spoke about, you know, being around good people, and, and you've mentioned some names of some folks that you've interacted with uh, earlier, but I want to make sure that we don't end a single episode uh, without the folks who are listening getting yet another example from yet another person of organizations that are, you know, without famous money or without being on TV or whatever, making things happen and, and doing what they can where they can.
1: Okay. Well, I, I would say I would absolutely be remiss if I did not give a shout out to my partner and the work that he is doing with the People's Lobby, because they are really trying to enact some change, you know, getting progressives on the ballot, people that have committed to not staying a status quo, not wanting to rubber stamp, the mayor and his, you know, plans for rich people, world denomination and all that sort of stuff. So I I think the work that they're doing is important. There are a lot of, um, you know, groups. I I couldn't name them all by name, but just the work that's being done in Ferguson, the group that was able to, you know, come together and organize for there to be a blackout on Black Friday. I mean, that's huge. That's really powerful. And I think that that's important work. I, you know, I, I have to give a shout out to the stuff that I do that, although not as revolutionary, I think is important. You know, I work with Open Books. I'm on their associate board, and it's an organization that I absolutely love because reading is very important to me because it was something that was instilled in me as I was younger and obviously as i learned more about our history just growing up, reading those books that my mom forced me to read about Black history and, you know, important people in it. It's important that we're able to read and to know that the literacy rates in the city of Chicago are, you know, about 50%. I mean, and I'm, and I think it may be even just a little less or a little over, but that, to me, is really crazy, especially knowing that reading is so, you know, fundamental. I think that's just how so many people get caught up in, you know, that's how people lose lawsuits because it's like, well, you know, according to section, you know, eight this and that, you would see if you read this. And so it's it's very important to me, the work that they're doing to inspire people to To read and to write and to do that important work, I mean, it can't be, it can't be overlooked. People need to be able to read and really understand and write and express themselves and learn to appreciate other things, you know, books that have been written and stuff like that. So that's important work for me in addition to, you know, kind of just like volunteering and, and being involved, doing, doing things that are important to you. So, the things that are important to me are fighting against aids and hiv especially in the african american community so i volunteer at the at vital bridges which in chicago is a you know it's a pantry that works with clients that are affected you know with hiv and i think that's that's very important that work is is huge because the African-American community is hit hardest by that in the United States currently. And it's African-American women. And so that to me is, is really important. So those are the things, the organizations, the places that I'm working with that are important. And I would just say, I would encourage people to to find organizations that are doing things that are important to you. I would say, you know, if you don't know what's important to you, find out what's important to you. You know, what are the things that are important? And it's, you know, and yeah, find out the things that are important to you and then go from there. You can, you know, connect to organizations and maybe you have to take it to a base level because, you know, it could be that, you know, fashion is important to you. It's important to me, but you know, what does that what does that mean? It should mean that, like, every baby has a, you know, a pot of bib. Maybe that means that, you know, you're looking up organizations or you create an organization or you're part of an organization that gives opportunities to, you know, minorities who are often not a part of that world. You know, not that they don't have the talent or the ability, but it's very expensive to do that. Or, you know, we see that because there's not a lot of African-American, you know, or people of color models on the runway. And so, I mean, I think just finding the things that are important to you and maybe if, they, if you can't necessarily find something from what you immediately think of as important, then maybe dig a little deeper. Right. And if you still can't, maybe it's, maybe it's not that important.
0: This is true. Just no kidding!
1: True. Please, you know, find you know find find what's important to you. I mean, I know the things that are important to me, um, and I'm you know, and I'm trying to do that work. You know, for me, it's a justice and making sure that people are getting a fair chance. I always love to do work around the the population that's coming back from being incarcerated because we are in a cultural state. I, I think currently. Um we have more brothers, especially that are incarcerated that are doing you know than anything else there's you know they've successfully completed a you know a term in jail or in prison more so than having graduated from school or you know or anything like that, and that has been something that has has been intentional on the part of. The government and the the state and that sort of stuff, and so it's important to combat that to make sure that people are having opportunities and able to come back from those sort of things because you know a lot of the stuff that people have gone away for are just things that I don't necessarily think. They should have, you know, I've, there are just a lot of issues with this. I'm, I am for the the abolishment of, you know, prisons. I think that we have to figure out a better way to deal with people that does not involve just throwing everyone in jail and prison, which is where we are. And so, it's important for me to do work around that. You know, around making sure that we're not throwing everyone in jail and prison or, you know, and also for all of the people that are there and that are coming back to make sure that they have opportunities and that they're not ostracized and that they feel the need to you know, return to things that may have gotten them incarcerated in the first place. And so that's work that's very important to me as well. And so really, you know, right now I'm trying to support that and, you know, do work around that.
0: Yeah, and I I appreciate you putting that on the table. And and again, so people have, it has been heard, it has been documented in terms of all the different ways uh, that people can find a lane um, and a passion and something to, to, to do. Um, and so, so much, Maya, you've put on the table for us on, on multiple different fronts. Uh, and so, I, I'm grateful. I know people have, uh, have heard uh, much to think about and much to reflect on in so many areas of their life. And so, um, you might need to rewind this and. and and play it back again and play it for other people and share it with a friend and the neighbor. So thank you again, Maya, so much for, for being a part of the conversation and for sharing um, so openly and so honestly with us um, today. Just glad to have you as part of this, this, this thing we're doing.
1: Excellent. Thank you. I'm very humbled and, honored to have to have been asked and you know hopefully, you know, someone will, you know, take something away from this. I know if nothing else when I'm feeling down and discouraged and maybe not as adult as I think I should be. I I will certainly think back to the fact that I at least know in my heart of hearts that I've uh and I've got some some wisdom and some things, and right. I, you know, it's only to encourage myself,
0: <laughs> which which is which is sometimes sufficient. So, uh, we'll definitely look forward to seeing what you and, and the various organizations you're with produce, and uh, and we'll we'll all stay tuned. Excellent. Well,
1: thank you very much.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. I appreciate everybody who took the time to listen. We're going to have new conversations posted every week on our website, classofhc.com, also on SoundCloud, for uh, soundcloud.com forward slash classofhc. So please make sure that you follow and and check us out when we've got new, new material loaded for you. Follow us on Twitter, classofhc, and on Instagram, classofhc. Be safe and be well, family.